0: Welcome to Zen Bones, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever shifting, and now more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. Welcome to a practice episode called Enjoy Your Life in which instead of an interview, it will be a series of practices, a guided meditation followed by a short talk in which the themes will be enjoy your life. In the talk, the emphasis is on embracing impermanence and how through entering the evanescence of life is the way to find a more sustainable enjoyment. And then I'll be offering a Zen puzzler, which I'm really excited about a Zen question or con or kind of puzzle that we can bring into our daily lives. And this week, the puzzler is where is the place where there is no hot and no cold. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Let's start with a short meditation. And I'm going to begin by uh, getting us started by ringing my, my trusty bell. Uh, this, this bell has been around the world uh, many, many times, and uh, I have no idea where it came from. I think it was back when I was living at the uh, Tassahara Zen Mountain Center, which was now more than 40 years ago. So this practice of pausing, this practice of stopping, see if it's possible. Can you pause right now? Can you stop right now and notice? Notice your body. And a simple way to do that is to bring attention to your shoulders, relaxing the shoulders, uh, relaxing the muscles, the upper back. Yeah, opening, opening the shoulders and chest and allowing, allowing breathing. Uh, Noticing any place where you might be uh, constricting and seeing if you can give that place just a little more attention relaxing the shoulders relaxing the upper back letting the muscles in the face soften relaxing the jaw and maybe just taking in taking in the experience your experience of the whole body uh, softening the belly and some energy, some energy in the spine. Yeah, I think of uh, this practice in a way as cultivating being both uh, completely relaxed and completely alert uh, at the same time. Uh, What a great way of being for almost everything in our lives. And So cultivating this way of being relaxed, relaxed, nothing, nothing to accomplish, nothing to change. Uh, What a relief, just feeling that sense of um, letting down, letting down our burden, letting down our burden. We don't need to accomplish anything, change anything. And at the same time, feeling of aliveness, awakeness, uh, energy. And then I would invite you to gently uh, bringing attention to the breath. And just noticing, noticing the miracle that we uh, so easily ignore or take for granted uh, can you bring a childlike quality to bringing awareness to this breath this breath right now <laughs> this breath that uh, has never happened before and will never will never happen again it's Uh, Fleeting. Nowness. Nowness. Entering this. Entering. This very uh, moment. Being curious about the breath. And again, we're we're not going to um, we're not going to stop our our thinking minds. Uh, so you know let let thoughts come and let them go, uh, particularly uh, letting go of the thoughts about uh, our to-do lists and our comparisons and judgments. Uh, you know, notice them uh, enjoy them even you know even the uh, whatever comes up, see if you can, be curious and enjoy getting to be more familiar, and familiar with uh, the body, with the breath, with thinking mind. Can you uh, enjoy and appreciate all of it, whatever it, whatever it is, whether there's uh, a sadness or longing or calm and settled, whatever is there, even all of the uh, unnameable, unnameable feelings and thoughts, uh, let them come, uh, let them go. And appreciate them and enjoy them as, as much as possible, noticing, noticing the breath in the body and your experience. a being here, uh, alive, relaxed and alert, relaxed and alert, uh, curious and filled, filled with uh, appreciation. And uh, keeping it simple, keeping it simple, breathing in and breathing out, breathing in and breathing out. And let's let's sit quietly, we'll sit quietly together for thirty seconds, thirty seconds of silence right now yeah amazing like just half of a minute the whole world is right there in our breath in our experience and then i uh, my hope is that you can take this uh, take this way of being this state of mind into into your day into everything that you do uh, relaxed alert enjoying enjoying each moment even even the difficulties and challenges or especially and i can always come back even during your work daily activities you can always come back to the body and the breath And uh, breathing in. And breathing out. And gently uh, coming back and bringing attention to being to being here. Thank you want to talk this morning about the practice of enjoyment, the practice of uh, enjoying our lives. I was thinking about that I, I recently returned from a trip to Montana where I was visiting, visiting my daughter and her family. And there was something really poignant about being with my three-year-old grandson. And when I'm with him, I can't help but wonder how much of his life will I be alive for? How much of his life will I be alive for? And there's some way this question is barely conscious and also at the same time very much in the forefront of my thoughts when I'm I'm with him. So there's something about uh, feeling the evanescence, the evanescence of things, uh, the impermanence of Things which can bring up a sense of deep appreciation and actually a sense of joy. You know, I've more, I've more been taking on this practice of seeing things as what? What if this were the last time that I was with my grandson? Uh, and, and we can do this practice of, the, I, th- I think of it as the, the, uh, the last time practice, because we never know, you know, we never know when it might be the last time that we're doing anything, that we're with our, our partners or our children or our parents or whatever it is, but just thinking of it that way. And I think of Shunryu Suzuki, who is the founder of the San Francisco Zen Center, though I never met him. I, I came to Zen Center just a few years after he died. I still think of him as my core, one of my core teachers. Uh, one of the things that he says in a talk entitled "Enjoy Your Life," he says the evanescence of things is the reason why you enjoy your life. I actually needed to look up the word evanescence and saw that it means the quality of things disappearing. Right. So right now. Uh, you know, reality is that uh, everything is uh, disappearing. In fact, everything is in the process of um, appearing and disappearing, <laughs> including the uh, the garbage trucks right outside my door right now. Which I think we, we should keep those in, not edit those out because they're they're beautiful. My my grandson gets so excited when the garbage trucks come on Friday morning. We go and find them and he. He's like, he's just discovered the most incredible jewels that exist in, um, in, in standing by the window and just in awe watching the garbage trucks. And when I'm with him, one of his favorite things to do is together we watch garbage truck videos. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend. They're called thrash and trash. <laughs> Anyhow, this quality of uh, appreciating appreciating everything. And somehow, you know, somehow we human beings have been given the gift of our awareness of time. And somehow we seem to pay attention to time in a way that can either trap us or free us, right? We're capable of seeing, feeling, and living our lives with this quality of effinescence, this quality of appreciating this moment. or we can be caught. We can let, you know, we can let the sense, our own experience of time trap us and rule us. So this practice, uh, I think part of Zen Bones, ancient practice for modern times is training ourselves to be more aware of how we live in time. And this practice can uh, provide us with the courage to be our full selves, to appreciate every aspect of our lives, and to work for a greater and greater sense of uh, acceptance, acceptance and a true inner inner peace. In this talk that I'm referencing by Shinryu Suzuki, he says, the only way is to enjoy your life. That is why we practice meditation. That is why we practice uh, mindfulness practice. The most important thing is to be able to enjoy your life without being fooled by things. The most important thing is to enjoy our lives without being fooled. And I think uh, time and how we swim in time is one of the things that can really fool us. So it's noticing that. Uh, how we can both, of course, we have to, we have to swim and live effectively in the world of time. And at the same time, uh, can we swim and live effectively in a more sense of uh, timelessness? Uh, So the point the point is to uh, see if we can uh, enjoy our lives even when things are challenging and things are messed up, and but seeing the uh, impermanence of things, and of course, enjoying our lives doesn't mean to uh, ignore the challenges, the wars, the injustices, the climate crisis. That you know, we need to face these challenges and feel the pain of it um, but at the same time it doesn't mean that we that we can't find enjoyment even even in the midst of grieving even in the midst of pain and difficulty enjoying our lives does not mean to live in denial doesn't mean to uh, let go of the difficulties but to notice, to notice again and again that there are events and there's how we interpret interpret these uh, events. I really look forward to, uh, as much as possible, uh, continuing to enjoy time with my grandson. He loves hearing stories, you know, he loves hearing stories, especially about my life. And one of his favorite stories that I seem to tell him over and over again is the time when a horse got stuck in the mud. He, he, he says, Grandpa, tell me the story about the horse stuck in the mud. And this was a real event when I was a young Zen student living at Green Gulch Farm. And someone ran up to me and said, there's a horse stuck in the mud. And I said, that's impossible. Horses don't get stuck in the mud. He said, well, you better come see, better come take a look. And we went over to the field and pond. And there it was, a 2,000-pound Percheron draft horse who I used to... uh, Spent a good deal of time with named Snip, and Snip had wandered down a little bit too close to this pond, and was up to uh, up to its chest uh, in mud. And it was like, what are we gonna do? And somehow, somehow, I don't remember how this all unfolded, but we uh, went down and got some. Enormous fire hoses and wrapped them around the uh, backside of Snip and called the community. We also called the local fire department. And I have this picture of uh, 30 or 40 people holding on to the two ends of these fire hoses. And little by little, I think I was holding Snip's harness and was right there in the mud with him, helping, uh, helping to get this horse uh, out of out of the mud. I guess I guess my grandson likes this story because it's about it's about doing the impossible, and also it, it has a happy ending. I want to share with you a, um, a poem that is about enjoying our lives. And this is a poem called uh, The Inner History of a Day by wonderful poet uh, John O'Donohue. No one knew the name of this day, born quietly from deepest night. It hid its face in light, demanded nothing for itself, opened out to offer Each of us, a field of brightness that traveled ahead, providing in time, ground to hold our footsteps, and the light of thought to show the way. The light of thought to show the way. The mind of the day draws no attention. It dwells within the silence with elegance to create a space for all our words, drawing us to listen inward and outward. We seldom notice how each day is a holy place where the Eucharist of the ordinary happens, transforming our broken fragments into an eternal continuity that keeps us. Somewhere in us a dignity presides, somewhere in us a dignity presides that is more gracious than the smallness that fuels us with fear and force, a dignity that trusts the form a day takes. So at the end of this day, we take thanks for being betrothed to the unknown and for the secret work through which the mind of the day and the wisdom of the soul become one. So at the end of this day, yes. Yeah, so maybe at the end of this day, we give thanks. For being betrothed to the unknown, betrothed to the unknown, and for our secret work, right, and where the wisdom of the soul, right, the mind of the day, and the wisdom of the soul become one. So I think, uh, I think this is, you know, enjoying enjoying our lives, enjoying our lives as such a core. Way of being uh, in the world, enjoying our breath, our body, our mind, our families, our work, feeling it all uh, held, held within this sense of the evanescence of life, uh, this sense of uh, knowing, aspiring, and and not knowing so please do uh please do enjoy your day and enjoy your life Uh, thank you welcome to the zen bones puzzler where i will regularly be presenting a story or a zen cone or a poem something to contemplate to think about a story that has purpose about developing greater insight and reflection. Not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. Well, the Zen bones puzzler for today is, where is the place where there is no hot and no cold? Where is the place where there is no hot and no cold and the way to work with this and and, and all of these puzzlers is to uh, let them let them seep into you let them seep into your bones it's kind of why I like this zen bones zen bones where is the place in your bones where there's no hot and no cold notice that we all want answers we want solutions but see if you can stay with the question you can do this with some journal writing you might during your uh, meditation let this phrase where is the place where there's no hot and no cold let it come up let it rattle around a little bit in your mind and and body and maybe every once in a while during the day you can uh, ask yourself this question so we're learning from this place of storytelling, but storytelling with a with a specific purpose around insight and understanding. See what happens. So the Zen Bones puzzler, where is the place where there's no hot and no cold? I can't help but think of my morning ritual these days when, as I'm taking my hot shower, I notice my hand reaching out and turning off all the hot water and feeling the uh, my, my whole body uh, brace in the cold, cold water hitting the top of my head and my entire body. And it's a great time when I'm asking myself this question, where is there no hot and no cold? This is really about becoming more familiar with our resistance and becoming more familiar with that. We all want, we all want to find uh, comfort. We have many, many strategies for pushing away discomfort, for pushing away dis- difficulty. And the, the traditional, you know, there's a traditional answer response to this question in the Zen world and the, the uh, traditional response to where is there a place where there's no hot and no cold, is when you're hot, be completely hot, and when you're cold, be completely cold. Sometimes it's translated as, uh, you know, when you're hot, die from heat. When you're uh, cold, uh, die from cold. That's a little extreme, but the sense of this is to, uh, to notice resistance and what is it like when we are not resisting when we're not resisting any sense of uh, discomfort, when we're letting go of wanting things to be different than they are, uh, a different sense of how we show up, how we live in the world is is there, right? So when, uh, when hot, be completely hot. When cold, be completely cold. When frustrated, uh, be completely frustrated. When happy and joyful, uh, be completely happy and joyful. And, you know, it makes me think of how, how many people I work with that struggle with uh, things like transitions, like being all worked up at the end of a, of a difficult work day and wanting when you go home to really be home, to be with your partner or your children. And so you could almost say, right, when, uh, when, be, when at work, How to be uh, completely at work uh, when at home, how to be uh, completely at home when with your child, when with a flower, how to be completely uh, with uh, this flower. So I think this is a wonderful story, wonderful question, aspirational challenge, right? Where is the place where there's no hot and no cold? Uh, When you're hot, be completely hot when you're cold, be uh, completely cold. Uh, Thank you. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.